Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork on the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of the Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And it's brought to you with the very dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging with people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And if you want to talk to people who love the camera as much as you do, get down to Landspeed Records, the great sponsor of this show, um, along with Audio Technica. And the people at Landspeed, they'll sell you your LPs, your CDs, your T-shirts, all manner of Audio Technica gear, and they love the camera as much as you. And talking about people who love the camera Raiders, it would be remiss of us not to talk about coming to us all the way from the west coast of the United States of America, Matthew Heather Locklear, Hollywood Lenevez. Matthew? Hey guys, glad to be here. Glad to watch Poo Poo Arthur have a bit of a wah wah in the press conference after the game. What a game. It's so good to be a Raiders fan. Five on the trot. And now we're facing a depleted Manly. Um, Biggest and, win of uh, the yeah. year, Matthew. Biggest win of the year. Oh, mate, it's, it's just everyone's the best game. Best Raiders game a, ever played. A comfortable, a comfortable eight point. Um, eight point win. win. I mean, I with about two minutes to go, I thought, oh, I can relax. We've, we've got this one in the bag, you know, which normally yeah. it's until the last second. Mm. We pretty much got our hearts in our mouths. But it was when Will Penasini kicked that ball out, I went, okay, I think we got this. But uh, my kids my kids got a fright because I, I woke up and watched it at like six in the morning and they woke up during the second half and I didn't know the result. And when uh, Mike Acevo scored that try, and um, Bailey Simonson touched the ball. I lost my mind, and I swear. Did he touch it? Because I haven't watched the replay. He, like, did, but it was, he, it, he did. Touch he touched it. it. It was right in front of us, and I thought straight away. But he did go it. back. It oh, actually went did backwards. Go back. Okay. Yeah, Even yeah, though his yeah. hand was facing forward, he did touch yeah. it. But anyway, it's, we can get into some news. We will. I guess. But it's first off, before we get into doing the match, we have to do uh, the new segments, which we do for our great friends down at Grima Place Impact Comics. Go in and get all your stuff for all manner of divergent people. Go get your comics. Go get your pot file. I've been, from I've Mal. been in. I've went in and saw Mal, and I asked him what is the preferred term. Yeah, and yet they don't like you using that N word. Don't know. The preferred term is geek. Oh, geek. So moving on, okay. you could just call them geeks, geeks, not nerds. All right, geeks. All right, all right. Anyway, news. Uh just a bevy of so much um, news. Of, Enough of, news to choke a goat. Yeah, well, a bevy of re-signings. Re-signings. Yeah, have, have happened lately. First of all, we saw um, Emre Gula recommit for two more years. Mm-hmm. Had a great uh, game on the weekend too, Emre. Congrats, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's a new, a new sort of like um, ugly duckling for you to champion now that you've. Oh, you go suck one, you clown! I, no, I, I think it's good we'll that get there's into someone. Semi-later. My I heart think, is broken. I but... think it's good that there's someone that that champions uh, the Emre Goulas, the Semi Valames, and the um, Danny Levi's. Danny Levi's of this world. The fans of this podcast will know that I was a champion of Emre at least two and a half years ago, yeah. maybe three, and I've been. And I thought he played very well. And no, no, I'm, I'm our, glad we, I'm glad we resigned. Our tries him. were scored on the weekend when young Emre was on the field. Thank you. you so I'm, I'm glad we go. resigned him. Do Look, I think? And, and just getting back to this, horrible news came through last week. Just after we recorded, horrible, horrible news that our beloved Semi Valamo. We're going to get to that. We're gonna, we're no, we're doing it now. Otherwise, it's it's bizarre. Has in fact left our club with immediate effect. I believe he's gone up to the Townsville Blackhawks underneath the uh, the, the the Cowboys. Is that correct, Blanco? Well, he's gone to the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I actually looked, I checked, he didn't get named to the Cowboys side mm. this weekend. And I looked through, there's there's about three clubs that, that feed um, into the Cowboys. The Blackhawks is one of them. I think there's a couple there's a couple of others as well. But I checked all the um, the Queensland Cup sides to see if he's, there was no mention of him. So he hasn't got to start this week but i'm assuming well he look he's been playing well in reserve grade matthew and he's put on size he looked bigger than ever but i guess there's a lot of depth in the Mm. outside backs these days at the raiders and what ricky said was you know he was sad to see him go wished him all the best but he thought his semis uh best parts of playing first grade would be at another club so that's why he was happy to let him go and i guess we got all these kids coming through and i mean semi wouldn't have been on big money but he you know would have been on more than some of the other kids i guess mm. and it's it was a way of you know freeing up a spot potentially freeing up a spot in the top 30 as well which is another thing to consider yeah, and it might not have been a money decision i mean semi's always had um questionable hands he's always had a big hit in him and a really good carry so mm-hmm. 
Um, a lot of clubs probably think that they can work with him defensively. Uh, you mm. know, there's a couple of rumors coming out of the club that maybe some of his reads aren't as good as others. And, you know, he's played in the centers for us and he's played on the wing. And sometimes at center, he he maybe isn't following his inside man as much. And then on the wing, he rushes in and makes those big hits. But at times, it's probably yeah, not really what you want. Yeah. So it's, it's I'm, I'm personally, I'm really sad to see him go because I do think he's a first grade footballer somewhere. Um, and clearly, he's not in our first grade side at the moment. There was, there was an outpouring of emotion mm. and, and messages from, 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 from the listeners <laughs> saying pretty much most people, myself included, immediate response we heard that Semi was leaving it was like, How's poor Matthew? No, now, is he going to be it okay? Was, it was a bit. Was... Are you okay? You're okay. Oh, I am heartbroken. My semi is now flaccid, sadly. But um, the semi-trailer has driven up all the way past Mackay, past some friends of mine. And hopefully, if you're a Cowboys fan, which I know a few Cowboys fans, they're hoping that semi takes Cole Felt's spot because they are looking down the barrel of trying to get rid of him. So, you know, Toddy Payton um, obviously keeps a close eye on the Raiders. And from what I've been told, they've been eyeing off semi for a little while now and they rate him highly. And and you know, it's there's probably more flights from Fiji out of Townsville than to Canberra, so it could be one hop for him as well. And it might make sense for for him and his family to be closer to each other. And you know, he's he's I like Semi, and I really yeah, hope yeah. that he, Look, he finds I think a spot we, in first grade there. I really I think do. we all do. And there's some players that move on, and you know, you you maybe you don't really want to see them be that successful. Mm. Uh, but Semi's one I'll I'll yeah. watch, and you know, hope for and hope best. hope for the best for him as Other well. Other resigning is the massive one that I've been calling for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been pretty much running a one man campaign on Twitter to um, get Jordan Rappin to resign for another year. Well, it got announced today. Fantastic news. I mean, he'll go down as the greatest ever winger to play for the Raiders. I think we can all agree with that statement now. And um, yeah, look, he's he's well, going... certainly the only winger ever to have won the Meninga Medal or the equivalent at the club. He's the greatest winger we've had. Yeah, it's simple. And and he's yeah. he's playing as good this year as he has you know in any of the last few years. He's got five tries from six matches mm. last year, which and it's is not a great... just his try contribution. Oh, I know, his... I know. But I mean, there was a couple he's of years quick ago. quick play the balls. He's offloads. Like, there's so much that he does yeah. for our side. And just the that... passion and the effort. And, and the, the shoulder yeah. charges. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said, how's he going to go at uh, at the age of, I think he'll be 35 at some point next year in his contract. I said, well, he'll get the odd break here and there because he'll no doubt he'll get suspended. So, you know, he'll, yeah, yeah, he'll, away, he'll refresh him to, himself. Yeah, yeah, freshen yeah, up yeah. on the sidelines. So, and, and although it hasn't been confirmed yet, there's strong mail that Hudson Young has re-signed. Yes, four-year deal. It got reported by Buzz Rutherfield via Sam Wayu, uh, who, who no 2. doubt. 2.8. 2.8%. Yeah. Uh... Over four years. No doubt they're close. 700,000 for Hudson Young. He's Every time now I see a predicted state of origin team, he's in it. He's in them. He's either in the bench or he's actually starting in the back row, which I, w- I wouldn't have thought he would necessarily get a starting spot. Um, when they name their 20-man squad, well, they've been doing these weird extended squads. When they name their 20-man squad, mm. I guarantee he's in it. Where, where he ends up playing, I mean, he could play on the bench, you know, because he is someone that you could Bring on through the middle as well as... I'd have him on the bench at the moment. He's probably more informed than Olakowatu. And if you think about the outside um, or sort of the edge forwards that we've got at New South Wales, Angus Crichton's not been playing that yeah. much. Colin Matungi's well. injured. Colin Matungi's injured. Yeah. Um, Liam Martin's back. Liam Martin played really good in that first game back. Um, defensively, he was fantastic. And he'll probably be a walk-up start. And Cameron yeah. Murray might be the other starter. So then... Yeah, they're going to play Cameron can- Murray in the... In you the- carry another edge forward. And it's what, Olakowatu or Hado Young. And Hado probably offers a bit more. And Olakowatu, if the side was picked, what, six weeks ago, was definitely in. Yeah. And he's gone off the boil a bit. So this is a big game this weekend. He's probably... Those two, you know, like they've both been in the conversation. So you'd like to think that Hutto gets the spot. I'd love to see him play. I mean, I don't want any of us playing because I, I really want us to to keep climbing up the ladder. But you know, Hudson Young would be he'd he'd kill to play. And so yeah, would he would love they it. Would kill. Oh, they would absolutely budget. love it. They would absolutely love it. Right. So we got through that. The Hall of Fame caps. Well, you kind of misread that, but it's it's we were going to talk about the the Hall of Fame. Two players joined the Hall of Fame on on Saturday night. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Lomax, mm-hmm. you know, who could forget the, the vision of him at the, on the field at the end of the 94 grand final on a Raiders jersey and a pair of blue jeans. Blue it's one of, the, one of the iconic images of, of that day, who no doubt um, we all expected would be added to the Hall of Fame sometime. David Wesley, congratulations yep. to him. I didn't really necessarily see that one coming, but I think that... He's the last of the 94 crew. Yeah, is there is there something... Because I think that pretty much basically if you played in a grand final, mm. a winning grand final side, you're getting... They're getting added to the... Did Dave actually get on the field in the 94 grand final? 
I don't recall. There, there was two I know didn't. Um, so Hop, uh, sorry, Albert Fulivide did not get on the field in the '94 Grand Final. Right. Well, he's not in the Hall of Fame, is he? No, he hasn't been added. I don't know. No, I don't think so. And I wasn't sure if Westley had got on the field. But we might need to check that. Benny Pollock's um, comment to me was that now the 94 team like is all through the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, Albert Hoppawada, I think, scored 10 or 14 tries. Albert full that's of full of eye. Yeah. Um, scored 10 or 14 tries that season. So, you know, maybe he hasn't been out and maybe he should. Um, but, yeah. But, so a lot of people were asking. This is where the caps thing that you jumped into. A lot of people were asking about the caps. Did you see them at all? Matt on the TV coverage. Oh, the blue caps. The, no. the old boys had these blue new era caps with um, the classic, you know, old school Raiders logo. And they look sensational. A lot of people are asking, are these caps available to the public? Mm. Well, uh, I looked into it and yes, they will be on sale uh, at the oh, Manly game. At the Manly game on Sunday. And then after that, mm. leftover stock will be available through the, um, the Raiders store. Through the Raiders store. So that- I'm definitely going to grab one. Do you want me to get one for you, Matt? I'd love one. Thank you. Yeah, I'll get you one. Now we've got get one we've got Indigenous Round yeah, coming up this Sunday you? at the yeah. Why would you? Don't do me any favors, mate. You don't usually. We got Indigenous Round this weekend, which is fantastic because the um, contribution to the game of rugby league in this country by uh, you know Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians has been immense, incredible, absolutely incredible, absolutely immense. And at our club, I mean, you look it's at you huge. look at you look at um, our club, the first. To my belief, the first NRL club to um, ever appoint a, an Indigenous man as their inaugural captain, David Grant. Yeah, goes back to the very first captain Indigenous. I mean, some of the incredible players we've had over the years. Oh, just an intense. Laurie Daly, Laurie Kenny Dun- Nagus, yep. uh, Sam Bacco, Chica Ferguson, um, Jack Whiten. Yeah, Jack. Well, was, Tar- Terry, was Terry Regan Indigenous? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, oh, just, just also the local the local competition too is um, going way back even before the Raiders were there. The local competition had a really strong Indigenous community. You know, like um, Percy Knight came and played in yeah, Canberra. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had, we've actually had a really strong connection to the, yeah to yeah. the Ngunnawal people. You know, obviously of where you guys are telecasting from. And I remember yep. going down to watch you know stuff at Bermanala Oval, and you know, mm, yeah. there's, there's always been a strong connection in Canberra in that area. And I'm proud to know that the Raiders are still trying to. Um, you know, to still try and be proud. And you look at the photos that we've got with Jamal Fogarty and yep. Jack, they're great. They're great pictures. Yeah. Right? And, with the, and, with and Xavier, of course, as well. Harvey, and yeah. um, Xavier. Xavier. And the the Indigenous jersey they've produced this year for the round. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the best one we've ever had. It's incredible. It's designed uh, by a guy called Eddie Longford. And uh, if you want to grab one, you better do so fast because I've heard they're basically all sold out. They're I looked, at, I looked look, at the Raiders site; they basically had none left. And let's say a big ups to Jack White, and you know, because a few years ago when he wasn't happy with the jersey and didn't think it had done enough, he actually spoke out and said so. And that takes a fair bit of courage to do something like that. Jack doesn't like, you know, speaking is his big thing. So for him to come out mm-hmm. and say that, and for the club to basically accept it, and then from that point on have been making a huge effort with the jerseys. Um, that's a good thing. That's I, a good thing I, I think they got overplayed a little bit that issue because oh, I mean, maybe, but he apparently did. once Jack spoke to the artist involved and the artist explained the design and yep. the significance of it, he sort of was more on board with it. Oh, well, I yeah. mean that. I mean that's good, but it, it's nice that he had that attachment and that he had that feeling, and then he spoke out about something because he was passionate about it. But yeah, yeah look, it, one thing I would like to see, and it obviously won't happen this year, but maybe next year. I'd love the club. You, have you seen what Melbourne Demons are doing um, yeah, yeah. this year? Rename their NAM. The entire league has renamed their sides. Um, Melbourne Demons led the way, but... Um, All right. Well, that's sense. I would love us to be the Ngunnawal um, Nambri because there's actually the Nambri people as well as the Ngunnawal. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, look, and but here's where we get into the problem. There's also Ewan people. There's also Radri people all through this region. So it's really hard. Just, yes, we are based in Ngunnawal Nambri, right? No question about that. But Wiradjuri is thick through this area and thick through our team. I mean, Katrina Fanning, you know, one of our board manor, uh, members, Wiradjuri. Laurie yeah, Daly, Wiradjuri. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. But that's not really helpful. No, I think it's perfectly. It's just recognising our community in our whole area, you know, and that's, that, that's, that's a big thing. Anyway, look, I will now finally, it's taken me many years, see to you that Jordan Rapiner is the greatest winger to ever have played for the Canberra Raiders. But hats off to John Chicka Ferguson, Every time I see that try in the 89 grand final, I tear up. That man gave me so much joy in oh, that look, moment. It's, it's so much hope, so magical. much passion. I will never forget it, and I will never be able to stop thanking him for it. He came with his uh, grandson 
to the dressing room after one of our victories and I was able to personally thank him for it. And he said, you know, it's amazing. You know, Steve Jackson scored that try and he gets all those accolades and no one speaks to me about it. And I'm like, it yeah. was the it was the really? try in the grand final. Yeah, yeah it was the try really? that won us the game. It was yeah, the try that won us the game. You must tear up a lot, Paul, because they show that try. At least I do, I do, but years. every single time, Matthew, yeah. every single time. You know I why he up. had to keep on stepping inside though, because he knew that Mal's kicking boots <laughs> weren't on that day. <laughs> We're not on that day, and he had to get as close as possible. Yeah, because even, even when even when because. Mal still had to make the kick to lock up the scores, and I've never been never more been nervous. nervous someone t- taking a kick from basically right in front of goals. Yeah, Ian Maurice calls it like he was surprised by it as well. But he yeah. steps inside Pierce. He steps inside um, Benny Elias. Hardwick's there. No, no, Hardwick. Hardwick's Hel- Helmsley. There. Hardwick's there for Helmsley. The there. Helmsley, did, Hel- <laughs> Helmsley didn't play. Was it he hard? steps inside Helmsley. six I thought it was Helmsley. <laughs> okay, he's, he Kerry Helmsley the, scores was, the try with the goal. Finished in '88. He was he was probably oh, punching. It was hard he was punching on with Raiders fans the on the hill. There's actually also really some the Raiders website just put out some news only about an hour ago saying that um, Sam Bacco's rehabilitation is looking up too, guys. So. Yeah. Well, it, while you mentioned that, actually last night um, his wife posted a GoFundMe for Sam Bacco. Oh so wow! He's still got to have a triple bypass. Yeah, in Brisbane. So, yeah, and so because of that, obviously he's not working. She's not working either. So it's another GoFundMe for a, a Raider, mm-hmm. you know, a former Raider doing it tough at the moment. So we'll put out the um, the links for that one as well. So if you can give a little bit to help out Sam, I'm sure it'd go a long way. It would. It now, would. Yes. let's hear from the Shark. G'day, Raiders fans. That's right, this is Aussie John. Pass me Australian citizenship test today, so I'm a fair dinkum true blue Aussie. That's right. Get a dog up you, get that in you, have a meat pie, drink a VB, whatever, whatever y'all say. Yeah, do it, mate. All right, let's talk about the Raiders, the rugby league, the footy, mate. I think the Raiders are going to go great guns against the Manly Seagulls this weekend because last weekend they did really well against the Parramatta Eels against at Canberra Stadium. Oh, that's right. So I think we're going to... You're gonna give them a gutful. That's right, mate. Gonna give, gonna give the Eagles a gutful. All right. That's all I really have to say about the footy this week, mate. But for the mark of the shark, we're gonna listen to some real true blue Aussie rock and roll. That's right. Carl Chisel, come on, get this in you. That's right. Here we go. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, this is not. This is not Cold Chisel. This is uh, this is everyone's favorite rapping French baby, Jordy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, this is basically Australian music. So yeah, we'll roll with this. Uh, go you green things. I love all of you. So it looks like we're not calling him the shark anymore. Mm. It's Aussie John. Aussie John. He's finally he's finally become one of us. Yes, one of us. One of us. <laughs> and I just I just hope Aussie John doesn't um, follow in the footsteps of Aussie Joe. Remember Aussie Joe Bugner? Of course, I remember. Remember Aussie what happened Joe to him? Now. Remember what happened to all his money? It isn't pronounced Aussie Joe Bushner. It was an emu. Fan, yeah, he it? lost in the emu. Fan. That's what I said. To, that's what I said to John. Don't don't get conned into Aussie investing John. Aussie John don't get conned to investing your money in an emu farm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well but he's interested already I mean who wouldn't be I mean who wouldn't be interested it's a great in that whatsoever but um, yeah well, congratulations to the shark uh, just for those out there if you run into him he still will shank you if he doesn't like you but it might not be a shank now he might say this isn't a shank this is a shank yeah you know and you know which will make us all throw up a little bit in our mouth right let's talk about the eels game it's very important now very, very few times do all of us at Raiders View with Blake and the Pork totally agree on the man of the match. But hang on. I actually thought it was Hudson Young. I did not. I thought it was Hudson Young, but I put it to a uh, public vote. And the public, the listeners of Blake and the Pork voted for Jamal Fogarty, who I thought had a sensational game. Who was your man of the match, Matthew? Uh, I... Um, I'd probably say the difference between the two teams was Fogarty, so it has mm. to be him. Even yeah. though Hutto had a great game, Tamaka had a great game. Those you know, are the like, three, again, for me. And and then I think a few other players probably played their best game for the year. Um, yep. You know, Hopper played well. Really there's, well. There's a whole bunch of good efforts. But but just Fogarty's ability to put them under pressure with our kicks um, 
to get that 40 20. I know Jack got one. But... Jack's bullet. one was arsey. The Jamal Fogarty was, was one of the best ones I've ever bullet. seen. It was yeah. a bullet. And then, and those, the, you know, like Starling's kick for Hutto's try, Fogarty's yeah. two kicks. They're just, and uh, watching the game back, they really had a poor kicking game. Um, Jacob Arthur, he didn't play too bad. He defended pretty well. I didn't think well, he actually. was that bad. I mean, apparently he, he wasn't, but he's used from. Yeah, Paramount fans, know, which is his awful. Own fans, but but just his kicking wasn't good. Like he either kicked too deep, and mm. our guys could catch it pretty easily, or a couple in a row he didn't kick very far at all. So, not to um, you know put any dirt on him, it just the difference for me was Fogarty's kicking game. Yeah. Mm. And now that we've got a good fifth tackle option, we're a different team because we're, we've got the meters in us. And if you look at the stats, they might come up in the podcast later. We've got. We're dominating through the middle, and now that we can actually put some people in some corners and build some pressure, we're 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 a very good football team. Even mm. the Billy Slater said it, so I'm I'm really happy that Fogarty's just continuing to grow and grow and be more confident to take on those risks. You know, I I enjoyed his attacking game. I enjoyed his kicking game. I enjoyed his passing game. I enjoyed his organisation, the whole thing. But there were two times where his defensive partner on either side of him was going to miss. And it was a really very challenging point if they'd got through. It was tried to Parramatta. And two times, he didn't just lay on tackles. He laid on great tackles. And yeah. one time, he actually broke, you know, he bent someone back and smashed them in a situation where you would have thought a lot of um, halfbacks would have been a speed bump then. But not only was he not, but he laid the person out. He, his all-round game now, he's got the keys to the side, has just really going through the roof. I'm extremely excited about it. It's just massive upside for us that he's there. Be, and the I'd fact that Jack is what... now playing with so much more freedom. Jack yeah. was pretty quiet. He was, but he just has this very, he, he absolutely quiet. smashed someone at the end of the game. Yeah, he had a couple of good tackles. That ended... Fogarty, Fogarty's kick and chase on Clint Gutherson at the, near the end of the second half was fantastic yep. when he led the chase and tackled him. But I'd be curious to know what you guys think, you know, because obviously George Williams had a bit of media around him. Do you think the levels that Fogarty is getting to now past, past. surpass where George was? Well past. It does, doesn't it? Well past. Well past, right? Like he's, well past. He's he was more of a side. running threat. So George Williams was, was more of a running player, which always made him a bit of a, you know, Flash in the how it was always going to work with Jack that we had two two runners. And it, I think that um, George Williams actually, when he played for Wigan, I don't know where he's playing now. He's gone Warrington. No, no, but... When he was playing, for, he was left-sided as well as Jack, though, and then he got shifted to the right. To the right, but yeah. Jamal's winning percentage, right, at the Raiders is 67%. Mm. Do you know what other halfback in Canberra Raiders history has? I mean, it's obviously a much smaller sample size. And it's only – you look at when he came back in the side last year and we, you know, won a lot of games, and then this year, you know, we've sort of turned the season around and won a lot of games. 67%. No one has a – no other halfback in Raiders history has that record outside of Ricky. I mean, in many ways, I think he could be our best halfback since Ricky. I mean, and it's always said, you know, any Paramount He's on that trajectory. Yeah, I think he's, he's on that trajectory. Just, I think he's he definitely keeps, on that trajectory. If he just keeps, keeps playing like this, it's, it's, he's just putting us in good positions. But it's and, it's you know, also like, a simple game that he plays well. And I'm just loving, yeah. I love the way he runs. I love the way he passes. I love his defense. Like the whole thing is just growing. And every week, you know, you might have had a semi for Valame, but... I got a bit of a chubby for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for Jamal. I, um, Sorry, kids. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's family show. I um, got to the ground a little bit earlier and uh, was watching the warm-ups, which is always good. It's actually really good to get out there and watch the warm-ups. And it's always interesting watching the kickers practicing their kicks and stuff. And yeah. when he was practicing, he was just absolutely nailing every single kick. And he practiced his kickoffs and he practiced, you know, bombs. Like he, there was one bomb he put up that was sensational. Yeah. Yeah. His ability to put the bomb just short of the try line yeah. is fantastic. And also, it ha- he had a really strong connection with Seb Chris when Chris was playing in the centres last year. And it was probably most prevalent in the game up in Brisbane against Cronulla when Chris scored a couple of tries and we kicked a Katoa. But mm. the connection that him and Chris have in the middle of the field is now really, really strong as well. That mm. I'm, it's, you know, they're developing that spine. And obviously, Wolford got got whacked in their head with an elbow. So we're going to miss him this weekend, mm-hmm. but um, no, big it's, out. it's big out, but you'll be happy. Played well. You'll be happy. Levi back in the side. Uh, oh, Levi might not play. Who knows how fit he is. I think, I, I think he'll play. I think there's I, Levi. It's he's been named on the bench, but I wouldn't be surprised if Levi starts. First I place. think he starts too, but you know, like um, Wolford had arguably one of his better games for us. Like he oh, he's defensively been brilliant. was, he was really strong defensively. His pass is arguably as good as anyone in the club, and um, it's we haven't we haven't skipped a beat. If anything, we've probably gone on another level with him. You look, there, you so look at so. last year. 
magic round Wolford comes into the side, we start winning. Look at this year. Wolford comes back into the side. We're winning. I do have a smoky for you for the um the nine on uh, or the reserve the fourteen on the nine for uh, for Sunday, and I I think Levi's sure. I, I think I think Levi's going to be short of a run. I'd be surprised if he comes. It'll be off the bench in the fourteen jersey with oh, Starling yeah. starting. But I watched Young Hehepa Puru play in the nine jersey for the Reggies. Yeah, it's brilliant. But he should have. That's why we're all surprised. Outstanding. I he thought this was, was the week. Fantastic. I won't be surprised at all if he comes into the side. He wasn't good. He, he was won't come bloody great. He won't come into the side. It's a possibility. They, should, they the could have. They could have and should have named him in the seventeen. Yeah, he had like two line breaks and a try. And oh, like, but he's passing at a dummy half. The run, the part, like everything, like everything there. It just looked. Fantastic. He looks great everywhere he's played. But nine, he looked fantastic. It was the best I've seen him play. Yeah. I mean, you've had raps on him since the moment you saw him. I've yeah. been watching him ever since then. I was thinking ball playing lock, but now I look at him and think it's a nine. It's a nine. Just for I mean, just he could just be that, you know, 14. But I mean, I guess you got Tommy Starling, you're not really getting rid of him. Mm. So. Yeah, it's hard I thought. Day. I it's got a big future. I thought it was sort of good that the, the try that we got off the forward pass was allowed because that's that was sort of sweet revenge. Because that wasn't forward. It was positively forward. It was directly in line. Forward. Didn't you? I, I thought it was, it was right in front oh, of us. It was right in front of us. I you saw... took out the one where Jack White threw the ball to yeah, yeah. Uh, Hopawata. I didn't think it was forward. I absolutely yeah, thought back that. out of the hands. Uh, it was passed behind the line. It was caught a meter in front of the line. It was forward for mine. Anyway, it was good because then they got. Um, that doesn't mean anything. They got something further where on it's past the where it's caught. Yeah. Anyway, it was nice. I, it was just nice. They should have got the. They should have got the bunker to review it, Tim. They should have got, yeah, they should have got the way. I actually had a, had a chat with Grant before the match. He was in a very good mood. And did you say, can the bunker review forward passes in no team? No, no, I just said, may you no. have uh, an, an incident free game? And he said, I really hope I do. And I said, excellent. And that so was... when we get punished mm. by Jerry Sutton, mm. that's your fault. But well, you saw who's when... in the video in the bunker this week. No, no, so. Jerry Sutton's not in the bunker this week. He's our no, field rep. You saw who's on Ash the bunker. Ash Klein is that. The the it's the dynamic duo. It's it's like the powers of pain. No, I don't think so. Oh, we're going to win this weekend. But my um, Ask like Klein so. is tight, tied up to... Are we Ask not going to get to Ask Klein on the weekend, are we? No, we're not up to there. No, but... I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about... Um... Oh, maybe, we've said, maybe we've said enough. Should we move on? I don't know. Look, I thought the match was good. I was very happy with it. I thought they actually played relatively well, and we played a good game. It's one of our most solid performances of the season. I was really happy with it. I think it was deserved of five wins in a row. Yes, they were a weakened opposition to a certain extent, but we actually, for a change, looked like a good football team. Did you see the difference in line breaks? Uh, actually, I didn't. No, they Six had, or two. Yeah, they had a lot more. They had a lot more line breaks. But yeah. that was the only statistic that they got on top of everything yeah, else. They, they had. We had better yeah. meters forwards. We did really well in the forwards. I mean, yeah. we sort of said, Matt. You know, I think you'd brought up in the past that sort of one of the teams we hadn't in recent seasons been mm. able to dominate in the forwards has mm. been the Eels. Obviously, they had RCG out, but they still had a pretty decent. Brett played well. Hopgood played well. They lost a lot when Sean Lane went off, but yeah. You know, but our ability to to have you know our three big middles, Taps, Papa, and Horsburgh play, and then we bring on Gula and uh, Sami Salo. That's that's our strength. You know, mm. we don't not not much drops off with our leg drive in the middle, and mm. and uh, you know, and then you've got Tommy Starling playing pretty pretty quick out the back. So I I thought the game. Um, Fifty minutes for we... Papa and Tarpany each mm. this week, and I thought that was yeah, both. and they got stronger really and stronger as the game yeah. went on. We, we we don't look as tired as we do. Obviously, it's it's a lot easier when you're attacking, you're not having to defend. But yeah. that's the few weeks in a row where we look fitter than the other side. Now, I know Elliot's fitter been... than Canterbury. Yeah, Elliot's been looking. Um, uh, obviously, been listening to the podcast because did you see the two really fearsome hit ups he took in the match? Yeah, he flew into the line like uh, like that, and he he did not get pushed back. There was they were quite, both quite impressive. So obviously, he's also listening to the podcast, not just CHN, who incidentally I ran into in the shops the other day, and uh, fine looking gentleman. He's a legend, man. He really CHN's, he's he's going to play a huge part in this club for the rest of the season. He is, and he he played a great match in Reggie's as well. Um, in fact, the, the reason he, he looks too, he looks too good. He looks too good for reserve. He Reggie really does. And, but you know who looked fantastic good. in Reggie's because I was there for the entire match. Bloody James Schiller. He yeah, he got two tries. Trey Mooney no, was no, no, outstanding. No. Oh, Trey Mooney was fantastic. He'll be coming up too. He was. They given him the captaincy of the Reggie's, and oh my God, he's grown. 
like as a player, but Schiller's tries, it wasn't just him on the end, the speed and the strength on both occasions for that, and, and he set one up as well, he was outstanding in that match, like he was outstanding. He's big and he's fast and he means it. He was great. So that was good news. Well, I don't know where, where the bit on the run sheet says that we talk about reserve grade now, but we since we are talking about reserve grade, did you see the team that's been named for reserve grade? I did not. This, this weekend. It's insane. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's... Would beat some NRL sides. I know Schneider got, and, and the return, got... the return of the shoe man in the halves. Oh, Schneider, the shoe man. We've got um... Harry Peru at nine. Xavier Savage has been. He's not anywhere on the extended bench this week. He's back just yeah. to get to some match. Back. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, I guess he plays eighty minutes that way. Um, yeah, Harley Smith Shields, Brad Morkos, yeah. and Harley had a good um, match too. Nick Kotrick. Trey Nick Kotrick's returning, yeah, returning via reserve yeah. grade, and this, as was predicted on this show. Yeah, and that'll be his very first yeah. reserve grade. He's never played reserve grade because he went straight from 20s to first grade. So that'll be an interesting match to watch because, yeah, you're right, they, they've just got... And young Chevy Stewart last week was bloody good as well. I think he's dropped. I think he's actually... So he played the second half of reserve grade and they yeah, but he took was, Savage off. But I think Chevy Stewart's dropped back. He um, was good. He was really, really good. This week. But you're right, it is time for Ask Clown of the Week! <laughs> And we do that, of course, for our great friends, Les and Trev, down there at Razor's Plumbing, because if you need arse, you, you need arse crack. And if you need arse crack, you need plumber. And which better plumbers to go yeah. to than Razor's Plumbing? Look, Arse Clown of the Week this week. Uh, who have you got for us, Matthew? Brad Arthur, you clown. Honestly, you fool. Watch that game again. You were Your team was terrible, and you got just as many 50-50 calls going your way as we did. A couple of times... You know, you start whinging in the press conference about oh the best discipline side and 10-3 penalty count. There wasn't one penalty that was agree egregious. There was a couple that were soft, but they also got a couple that were soft. Mm. Their first two points were scored off two head highs, once against um, Greg and once against Paolo, that weren't even um, softer than – they were softer than the ones that we got when Tapani dropped it at the end of the game and also um, Matty Tamaka got hit across the face. So I just – to try and deflect away, maybe he was doing it on purpose to deflect away from his son because, you know, they miss Mitchell Moses and he doesn't want any pressure on his on his son. And I thought Jacob played a, a you know a good game of first he grade. Was that bad? Don't get me wrong, I've never even sniffed getting close to first grade, so I'm not being at all critical of the, the men that have. But to to try and turn around in the press conference and blatantly say that it was the referee is just beyond me watching that game. You're outplayed. Your completion rate was terrible. Uh, you deserve to lose and you mm. deserve to own it. So there you have it. Matthew's Ask Clown, Brad Arthur. Uh, I put it to the people as well this week. Mm. As I'm doing, moving forward every you week. You are I'm a man getting, of the people. I'm getting, yeah, the people's Ask Clown. And the people overwhelmingly voted for Brad Arthur. And uh, oh, so who, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a man under pressure, though, I think. Is, you know, the season's not going well. Especially and... now Hook's been hooked. So now the, the Jackals are going for another target. Brad Arthur's right up there as the next target. Mm. He really how many, how, what, what the amount of um, uh, coaches that on average lose their job? 2.4 a season in the Is NRL it? area. Yes. There you go. Thanks for that. You've actually got a good stat for once. Yeah, no, I know all the coach stats. Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. 2.4. I, I, so there's still one and a half to go. Yeah. Listeners, please check that. <laughs> and the question, speaking of, well, speaking look, there of stats, has been now 60... and kangaroos haven't lost. No, that's right. That? There has there been, what a fantastic coaching record for our Sammy. So there have been 63 coaches sacked since 2018, right? 63. 63 since 2018? Yeah, yeah, 63 since 2018. That's... And 39 of the 63 Are these first sacked grade coaches. coaches? Yeah, first grade. 63 of no, the... Uh, so that's 39. impossible. It's not. 69 in like seven like years. 63, I, no, 63 in five earlier, years. 1998. <laughs> Massive, massive, you know, difference. Only 14 coaches in that, that whole 25-year period have actually experienced grand final joy, right? Mm. That's what they've done. So, But each year, they'll, they'll go find someone else. But, yeah, 60, 63% of the coaches have come from just six clubs, right, that have been sacked. 63% of the, you know, that's 39 of the 63 have come from just um, six clubs. The Warriors have sacked nine. Uh, six each for the Rabbitohs, the West Tigers, and the Dragons now. 
And four each for the Panthers, the Cowboys, Raiders and the Raiders. only ever sacked one coach. One coach. And we're the yeah. only club to have only sacked one coach. Yeah. The only How club. many coaches have been sacked by their brother? Uh, one. <laughs> and Dave Ferner also has that rec- record. Interestingly enough. Now, you here's know, the interesting thing, right? Only 19% of those coach sackings actually happened before the origin period. So that's a really different thing for Hook. Mostly they're either from when the origin period starts to the end of the season. Yeah, but, but the he biggest was, percentage of sackings are after the season. He was a dead man. He was a dead man. Walker. He was. They anyway, should, I, do have have run with him. I do have the stats. I do have the stats on that. They shouldn't have run with him. Um, if you look at the current crop of coaches, and, you know, let's not talk about people that have only just been in jobs for a short amount of time. Yeah. But really... Bellamy and Trent Robinson are the only two that can probably say they've never been sacked. Everyone else, uh, Ricky's Wayne been Bennett. sacked. Wayne Bennett's been sacked effectively from the Broncos. They got rid of him to to um, they basically sacked him to get um Seabold in there. Well, Adam O'Brien hasn't been sacked. No, I was no. going to say so. Adam, he will be. He will be. He seen. will be. <laughs> he will be. Seen. He's on the verge current, of it every year. There's four current coaches at the moment who are in the top jobs who have all been sacked. I'm not counting Wayne Bennett in that. Um, he but, was. He was sacked from the Broncos. I, I disagree. Ricky's I, been sacked. I think he moved on to a gleeful owner who then went and won a premiership while the other side went down the gurgler. Timmy. Uh, Tim Sheens, Ricky Stewart, Ivan Cleary and Anthony Seabold have all been sacked previously. Hook obviously had been sacked previously before. Um, but, yeah, 25 of the coach sacking, say 40% of them, have involved 11 coaches who have been sacked more than once. So okay. the, the records are Chris Anderson, let's get three. Back, let's get back to us. Brown, the three. Anthony Griffin, three. And two is Tim Sheens, Matthew Elliott, Daniel Anderson, Brian Smith, Jason Taylor, Trent Barrett, Steve Kearney, and Michael McGuire. Well, let's get back to Ask Clown of the Week. My Ask Clown of the Week is uh, I'm going with Jack Bird mm. with his um, unfortunate comments at uh, oh, the press thing. The fans. <laughs> it's oh, like, no doubt that's what he feels privately. And I'm sure, look, he's not the only one. There's, there's plenty of players out there who probably don't have a great opinion of the fans, but you don't come out and just like say the customers of your business, he's in the rugby league business. Mm. The fans are the customers. You don't come out and say the customer. It'd be like, you know, Mm. you admitting what you think of the listeners of this show, Tim. I mean, you can't stand most of them. You complain about them, but you know, you which have the sense. Probably you say all kinds of nasty stuff. What, what, you have what, the which, sense. Which of our listeners do I not like? <laughs> you have the sense. You tell us. Yourself. You tell us, Tim. You no, have no, the no. sense to keep it yourself. No, I don't. I don't keep anything to myself. I love you all. I love you all. Except, Fee, please go easy on me. You know? Yes, yeah, Sammy's a much better commentator than I am. I recognise that, mate. I pulled up stumps. I recognise that. Just go easy on me. Haven't I showed you the love? Did you pull up stumps like Wayne Bennett pulled up stumps? Yeah, along the oh, no, no, like Wayne Bennett did, saw riding on the wall. Went, ooh, that guy's good. <laughs> I can get out of his way, and he is good. So listen to Sammy on the on the local call because he's really, really good, like really good. So I encourage you to listen to him. My great mate Tungy and Tim Gable because they're you know going from strength to strength. Apparently they've got the lead out of their saddlebags, and it's just looking fantastic. My ask cloud of the week, of course, is Blake. So I went to the people this week and the amount of horror there was for him naming uh, Madge Maguire last week as a retrospective ass clown. The horror was palpable throughout the club, throughout the supporter base. Uh, I don't think that it was. I don't think, and I think Matt Timiko's, you know, further performance on the weekend proved that he should have been in the World Cup squad. Anyway, I'm not saying he's in the know, starting, I'm not saying he should have been necessarily in the starting how, team, but you don't think he's good enough to be no, I'm in just the starting we, we all do, but how do you also know that the the shunning of him from that side is not what spurred him on to go onto this great Maybe. season? Correct. Yeah, Maybe. anyway, anyway. He's sticking it to Madge, as I am. Yeah. We're both sticking it to so Madge. So you've decided a time where we're on a run of wins. To kick the shit out of the club because that's the no, sort of you're not, you're the not the smart enough to keep club. it yourself. You're yeah, not smart enough. You put a picture up of him and put with the word ass clown underneath. Yeah, it's a joke. Oh yeah, it's just a jape, is it? It's a joke, man. Oh, there we go. It's you're a joke. You're, you're an ass clown. If you don't like those sort of jokes, no, I don't like. Maybe you. maybe this is not the podcast for you. Yeah. Maybe you should go off and have your own podcast. Maybe you should. Where you can talk about referees. Yeah. You can list every forthcoming game for the next like twenty weeks. I could do that. And, I could do and, that. Yeah, you, you could do it. You could, maybe you could take Arnie J with you. Oh, right. Right, I can take my mate Arnie J with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my mate. I'm, I'm and proud see to how, And see how many people want to listen to that podcast. Oh, uh, I am proud to say that, Arnie, to that podcast. Uh, when Arnie J finds you, he's going to shiv you and he's going to shiv you bad. I brought see Arnie how... J onto this podcast and while I'm here, Arnie J stays on that see, podcast. See how many people want to listen to, to the, the Tim and Arnie J show. And like, I mean, the biggest challenge though, of course, would be how would you even get that released to the public? Because you wouldn't know how to record it. You wouldn't know how to put it uh-huh. out on the internet. You're so. my ass clown, Blake. Shut the hell up. Okay, now 
for the good people at Toyota Fork Lifts. Fork, yeah. Lift the forks. Get uh, it is the team list for the match against Manly. So we have Seb, Chris at one, Hoppawade one wing. We have Jordan Rapin at the other. In the centres, we have Jared Croker going for match 298 this weekend. Ooh. And then we have Don't jinx him. Matt Timoko, and he's got the captain's sleep. Matt Timoko at four, Jack Whiten at six, Jamal Fogarty at seven. In the forwards, we have Papali'i, who's almost certainly going to make you wear a pork jersey very shortly. I saw Corey, pa- I saw Corey Parker's um, predicted Queensland team mm-hmm. today. No sign of Big Papa. Oh, right. Yeah, no sign of him. Yeah, right. So we got Pup. Well, maybe he'll be wearing a pork T-shirt too. Yeah. Um, Josh Papali'i, Joe Tarpanay in the front row. What a, that is. So we got Tommy Starling uh, starting in the absence of... Uh, um, Zach Wolford. Germ Jr. We got Hutto Young and Elliot Whitehead in the back row with Corey Horsburgh, big red. Got to be a really big shot for the origin. I mean, seriously, he's purpose built for it. He's a, he's a crazy red man tear If away. you don't love Corey Horsburgh, you don't love rugby league. You I know there's certain league. fans, like Parramatta fans, are all giving it to him and, yeah. and saying, you know, Matto got one over him and all the rest yeah. of it and bringing up the time that he cried. And it's like, do you think Corey Horsburgh is missing games yeah. over a four thousand dollar fine? No, he's not. There's no problems there. He he would ble- he would bleed red for our club because big sexy like we love him. If you don't love him, you don't love football. Uh, we got Danny Levi making his long way to return for a broken joy in, in the fourteen jersey. We got a big M Ray the Turkish Light in fifteen. Sami Solo in sixteen, who is really doing well. He's yeah. really doing well. Danny like, Levi straight back into first grade. Returning from a broken Big jaw. Big raps to the clubs for I, Danny Levi. They I, love him as a bloke. They love him as a player. I thought when you had a broken jaw, you needed to come back via reserve grade. It depends whether you can tackle or not. Um, then we got Adam Mariota in the 17. Four. For the good. For Adam Mariota. For the good people. Zero minute man. Why have a third prop on the bench if you're not going to play him? Don't know. Maybe, like, maybe why, you should not go off then and get have, your coaching credentials. Why not work then? your way through the lower ranks and get up and get yourself first grade? No, just, and then you posing, can make all the decisions. I'm just posing the question: Why would you have someone? No. If you're going to carry someone on the bench who yep. may not play, why not have CHN who could potentially cover more positions than a Marietta? No, 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 I don't disagree with you here. But you know, Ricky makes the decisions Ricky makes, and Ricky, we trust five in a row, my friend. For them, they've got Tommy Trebojevic at the back as... Returning. Often, oh, no, sorry. No, Jake's still there. Yeah. Often made a mess of us. we got Jason Saab, speed machine, one wing. Ruben Garrick, who's not a speed machine, but a very good player on the other wing. Very good looking man. Very good looking man. Do you man. know, um, in fact... Um, yeah. Do you know, in fact, uh, he's actually struggled. His good looks have made his journey into the rugby league world mm. actually harder. Well, it looks like he's a rugby union player, doesn't it? I mean... Well, I don't know. Did you hear that? Did you see that story, Matt? No. His good looks have held him back. That's <laughs> right. It's not like you. That's why you didn't go to first grade, isn't it, Matthew? Because you're too good looking. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, it was just it was just that. Not my um, unbelievable lack of yeah. pace. No lack of a <laughs> Now in the centres they got another good looking man in Brad Parker, Hank Scorpio. Parker uh, versus versus Matt uh Tamuku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be an interesting look. Brad Parker's never found one. He's a great player. Love him. Always a roughie for a good try. Then we've got uh Cooler. In the the four up against Cooler Shaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up against our, our Toots. Um, and Josh Schuster back in the number six jersey. He's got a point to prove. I, I was surprised we're seeing him back in the manly jumper again, but there he is. Yeah, it was talk that he was going to go to the West Tigers. It really and, was. And then we got. I wonder if McDonald's. Um, not this is related to Josh mm-hmm. Schuster in any way. I wonder if McDonald's crunch time is going to go off mm-hmm. this week. It has it all year. Um, but we will get to that. Um, then we got Daly Cherry Evans at seven. Who your mate? Yeah, I love Daly. He's a great bloke. Don't like losing to him. I don't like Manly, but I love Daly. Uh, we, got draft, Nick. we got we got his yeah. hair's really going fast now, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, mate, it's like... I'm not throwing any rocks from inside my glass house, mate. I'm growing a forehead of pace these days. Uh, we got Paseka and Kepi in the front row um, with Lachlan Croker in between them. Uh, I look, I think we got the edge over them there. But then we got Olika Artu, who really needs a big game, and I won't be surprised to see it here. He's played well against us. Young Benny Trebojevic, I thought was more of a centre coming into the second no, he's row. He's pretty big, man. He's pretty no, he's big. big. Yeah, he's, he's a second. No, he's a second row. He's got wraps, and his brother Jakey Boy is back. Back. Now, one thing you can know with Jake is he knows how to give away a penalty and hold down a player. He is brilliant at it. And underestimate Jake Trebojevic at your detriment because he's he just gets the job done. No, he's, he's, his defence is, is unbelievable. And this is his last opportunity yeah. to put forward his case yeah. to get picked in the blue side. So he'll be coming out to try and have a really big game. When they came out and played us last year and they were injured beyond belief, I had a good chat with him in the tunnel with his broken hand. And I... And I 
hate to tell you all this, uh, he is as nice as both of his other brothers. They are the most delightful. I don't know yeah. who raised them, but they are. Their parents? Uh, must yeah. have been their yeah. parents. I don't know. But yeah, I, I haven't met them, but they are the most well-mannered, lovely guys you could possibly – they just don't fit the manly mould. They're just too nice. Anyway, I was talking to him, and I said – there's no way in the world I would have picked you for Origin this year, especially not in the front row. And then he went off and owned it. Oh, he really shut. Yeah, well, it in they my didn't. Face. Was it last year? The year before they didn't pick him in game one. They lost and, and they, they brought lost. him back in. Anyway, that must so, have been the year before. But he was really humble about it. He was really nice on the bench. They've got Carl. Why Walton. would you say that to him? Why? Why would you say that to him? Uh, because you felt safe enough to say it to him. He's so approachable. Oh, we were having it. There wasn't the first thing I said to him. Why would you say that to him? I don't know. I was basically saying I wouldn't have done it. And yeah, of course I was drunk. Drunk now. Um, Fainu in number 15. We got Ethan Bullimore, one time a Raiders target, apparently, yeah. um, in the 16. And then Ben Condon in the 17 jersey. Who? I think, yeah, exactly. I think we've got to beat them. Um, we've said that who about other players. Tex Hoy ring any bells. Um, <laughs> what's uh, Phoenix Crossland? Who? We said yeah. those and they ripped exactly. us a new one. So let's not say that again. Um, Look, I, I basically say in the backs, should they all play well and we all play well? We've got it's about even there, right? But in that front row, Jesus, we should own them. We should own them. We just and because when you go to their bench, when you go to the bench, they really get challenged. That's very lightweight. Yeah. I'll show you how lays out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Osha Eli. Osha. It's a lawyer, by the way. A lawyer. The, yeah. the the manly lady gave me a very big lecture about how to pronounce all their players in such a way that I was scared to actually get it wrong last year. Like I thought she was going to head the number me. thirteen. Yeah, 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 number thirteen. Missing, that guy. missing Jojolo Ayer and missing uh, Kelmatua Lungi. A lot of uh, yeah. Seagulls fans aren't, aren't aren't worried about that because they've got a few mistakes in them and especially bad defensive reads. So yeah. they, they might actually. What Seagulls fans have you been talking to? He speaks uh, to a good, fr- a good friend of mine, Al Arkin, who's the lead singer from Skunk Hour. He's a really good mate. I talk to him every few days, right. and he's hey, he's a big Seagulls that, that, fan. That's the name drop for the show. Can mark that on your bingo card. No, no, it can't be a name drop if you ask me who the fuck I'm talking to. It's got a. That's my Seagulls fan. You spoke, have you had a word to names? He's a, he's an Eagles fan, isn't he? <laughs> uh, Matty Nable. I'm not going to talk about anyone else that I know, but no, he's an Eagles fan. He's an Eagles fan. Right. Okay. No, so, but the are. good thing is, before this match. Um, with Blake and the pork. We, we've managed to find out, yeah, how about this guy? About um, this we've guy? managed, we've got very lucky. We've been very lucky. We've actually managed uh, Anthony Seabolt to come and have a word. Yeah, good guys. Uh, Tony Seabs here. Uh, yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to appear on your podcast, guys. Uh, it's a real honour. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to bear with me. I've, I've had a dead set skin full uh and, uh, yeah, I've just, uh, just pulled in the Mac to grab a food, guys. So, yeah, you're going to have to bear with me. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, uh, the game on Sunday. Um, yeah, we got a good record against you blokes. Uh, yeah, granted, a lot of those wins came before I got to the club. But uh, they won't stop me uh, claiming credit for it. Uh, yeah, hang on, guys. Uh, yeah, can I go grab a large Big Mac meal, mate? Yeah, yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I am indeed, mate. The one only Tony Sleeves. You want an autograph, mate, or...? Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, looking forward to the game, guys. Uh, looking forward to some of the matchups out there. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we got the great man, uh, Brady Parker, out there in the centres. Uh, no, he, he's got a, he's further pushed his claims for Origin 1 there. Um, you know, we're resigned to losing him over the Origin period. Uh, yeah, if he's at one of the form centres in the comp this year, oh, I'm a poor judge. He's been absolutely outstanding. For us all year, and um, yeah, then you got the battle of the big boys in the middle. Uh, you know, big Kips there, Sean Kippy, uh up against some bloke called uh, Tarpine or Tapine or Tarpine. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of him uh, personally, but uh, yeah, it looks like a bit of a mismatch there in the middle. Uh, unfortunately for you blokes, but uh, hang on a minute, guys. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it should be a tight contest, guys. Uh, looking forward to the battle, and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, giving me the. That's what you get on Blake and the Pork. Access, access, hundred percent access. Not everyone can do this sort of stuff, but you know they come because you know. Um, Matthew, he's got lots of uh, lots connections. of lots of connections, and he manages to get us into other rooms. And um, you know, occasionally, as a person who likes the pork, you know, like Ivan Cleary, he'll talk to me. You know, oh yeah, um, and no one likes you though, Blake. Oh, yeah. so no one, no one oh, will come yeah. and talk to you. Oh yeah, I guess he's he's he goes okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But um, yeah, Anthony Seabold, um, interesting character right there. Um, a lot of people. Brother in law, brother in law of Lincoln Withers. Is that right? Well, they'll be well, in the Anthony Seabold, ex Raider. Yeah. Married Holly Withers, Lincoln's really? older sister, who go. I've known my whole life. There we go. There we go. Right. But now it's time to do the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? And of course, we do this for the good people at Jersey's Mega Store at Ironod Street, Fitzwick, down there behind the cock. Go in and get your jerseys for them because they're a great sponsor of us and, of course, the Greenhouse. Um, the extended bench this week. Well, in 18, we've got James Schiller. As I said, great match in Reggie's last week. We got 19, Hahepa Puro. As I said, might be the smoky to come in. You know, when we were talking about the spot in the, th the 30 man yep. squad, I thought that he would be the obvious one to um, upgrade to the to the top 30. Now yep. we've got a spot free with Semi leaving. And at the same time, because he's only signed for this season, and obviously the club would love to keep him, would be an opportunity now to upgrade Locking and extend in. him. I but think. I guess the other opportunity is if you know we could sign still maybe who knows what's coming. Yeah, there there are there are oars in the water for current players at the moment who might be disaffected at clubs. Can't say too much at this stage. They might not come. Puzzle off. pieces, you know, rugby league. It's always puzzle you know, pieces. They they might fall down. People who just all of a sudden say, well, my coach is gone, so maybe I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, and they'd fit very nicely and make someone a contender. But we can't say too much. Brad Schneider in the twenty. CHN in the 21, it's hard watching him not in the first grade side because not only is he likeable, but he's just so much upside. And then in the number 22 jersey is our Nick Kotrick. Go, okay, that is incredibly strong extended bench. They've got KO Weeks, Morgan Harper, Cooper Johns, Morgan Boyle, and Gordon Chan Kum Tong. Um, look, the Hardwick count's out of control on the Raiders side. I'm not even going to count them, but we've got to give that one to the Raiders. Agreed? Yeah, I think so. Yep. The extended so. bench goes there. So Morgan it's Boyle sort of dropped off the radar. But he really he? has, but he's a, he's a decent old player. Look, and look, is he Millie's brother? I actually don't know. I think he is. I don't know, but Morgan Harper. Look, he's funny, but um, he he has some some defensive leaks there. Cooper Johns has a lot of upside. He'll, he he's getting really. Better. Yeah, he does. He's serious. Oh, he's got a lift. Ooh. Okay, well, well, this week if you're talking about. Who has got a lift in this side? Uh, look, it's still got to be Elliot. It's yeah. still got to be our Elliot. And and he's trying his guts out out there. And you can see the difference he makes in the side in so many ways. But you just know, and in the match against Para, my God, they went at that spot again. And he, they went at him more than they went at Toots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you see his stats from the game? I mean, I'm, I'm not a big one on um, quoting Elliot Whitehead's stats because, mm. like I say, he's never been... Uh, a player that you know super coach fans would love he's never been made no, no, he's never massive been meters or like no, no. last week he had he had so didn't he, he topped the tackle count yeah um, and I, I said i said to ricky a few years ago my god elliot white had a great match and he said tim he's one tough pom which is really right yeah he well, he was, tough he, and he's no doubting this he's still tough but like it's just I'm, such a great bloke he, he, he ran for 49 he ran for 49 meters yeah, yeah so he's, he's not there to run yeah but Missed tackles, right? He topped the missed tackle count for the Raiders by a country mile. Yeah, twenty nine tackles, five misses. Yeah, that's yeah. a worry. He put on a he put on a few big hits, yeah. and he actually tried to influence the game when, you know, like when the momentum was turning against us. You could see he came up and tried to hit someone. We had a couple of those moments, and a couple of them didn't stick. I mean, Jack, for instance, oh. off that Bob ball that Jared Croker went in, then Jack let let um. Uh, that's sent to get past him. Yeah, that's when long break and scored. Yeah, so but same thing happened I, against the Dolphins when everyone blamed Toots for getting fended by um, Brenko Lee. Yeah, Jack had come screaming out of the line to try and put a hit on just before yeah, that, and yeah, and yeah. So which well, is great uh, if he hits him, but it's not so great if he. But that's like it. the semi thing. It's like it's it's good for the highlights reel to have a couple of um. Big hits, big, but then if wax, there's four yeah. misses in either side of them, he put a good he put a good one on a little bit later in the game against Jacob Arthur. But yep. no, Smelly, he he did a couple of different things in this game. Like he 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 tried to connect um, behind the ruck with uh, Rappener a couple of times, mm. where you know a couple of quick inside balls, which they're going to probably use moving forward, which I like. Um, but yeah, I, I mean he's he's pretty much there. It's I mean who's going to be running at him this weekend? Olakwaitz is on the other side, isn't he? Yep. Or is Olakwaitz on? No, he's on the other side. What? On the other side, so that's that's good. Um, so he's going at Hutto, which will be a challenge in itself. It will be a challenge mm -hmm. in itself going over there. Um, you know, Ola Kawati is going up against that. So nominally, but he'll have Schuster and um, Ben Trebojevic. So there's going to be pace. 
you know, there's going to be pace coming out of it. And that's, that's, that's going to be an issue. But I believe he can lift and, you know. Well, the thing is, people saying that he should be dropped from the side, it's like, Ricky is not going to drop the no. captain when you've won five games no. in a row. Not in a million years will that happen. No, maybe not. He might not drop him. But um, you've got to, you know, he knows he has to lift. In order to keep him inside, there's so much pressure on him. And that's what Ricky wants. And Elliot knows that too. He wants a competitive squad. He just doesn't want to own his spot because, you know, like it's on any sort of, you know. Well, remember last year when we were going down to play in Melbourne and he took a rest. So maybe, you yeah. know, we've got a bye coming up in a few weeks. And yeah. maybe they'll give Elliot a rest and they're trying to get some more minutes under CHN's belt. I'd have a feeling Ethan Bullimore might start over yep. Ben Boyevich. You might be I right. Bullimore might offer a bit more. He's a player that I've rated for a few years now. We were looking to buy yeah, him about yeah, three yeah. years ago. But, um, From the Broncos when you know, he was there. I think my who's got to lift, you'd have to think, we've got to look in the hooking position. You know, mm-hmm. the last couple of times Starling started, yeah. he hasn't quite played as good. He did play big minutes earlier in the season when Danny Levi broke yep. his jaw. So he's got it in him. Um, but whether Levi starts or even gets on the field. I still all, like that moment. I think Starling. Who was it, who was it against the um, Dolphins when... Levi was at hooker and they brought on uh, Starling and he just played through the middle. Yeah. I thought yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was good. But that, yeah. but that was also from that particular condition. Look, yeah. there has been some things that have annoyed me. Uh, one thing in particular, it might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? What grinds my gears is this. Look, you can see by the girth of me, hence my name, The Pork, that I like me a burger. I really do like me a burger, and I like a McDonald's burger. I like them a lot, and I've liked them my whole damn life. In fact, I ate a quarter pounder and a junior burger just before I came in here to record Raised View with Blake and the Pork. Did you really? I absolutely did. And Animal. but but and so I'm a great spot, and I'm a fantastic fan of McDonald's ACT for sponsoring the Canberra Raiders for as long as they have, and providing all the support they have. But Macca's Power Play is a curse. As soon as Cam Sullings calls up Macca's Power Play, and every time this season, not only does it not look like we're going to score, but any hope disappears. We have not scored this season. No, we kicked the kicked two point. We um, kicked two points, but that's not a thing. We have <laughs> yeah. not scored a try in Macca's Power Play at home at all this season. It is time to figure it's out It's weird, Macca's. though, because a couple of years ago, it seemed like it always went off. It did. But now I think what we need to do, because it's clearly a mozzer at this stage, is McDonald's, because they're great people here at McDonald's ACT, great sponsors of the club. I love Stop that. trying to get a free burger. I love, I love, no. Nah, he love, wants one of those I love these cards. That, I, I, worked, oh. I, worked at Jack I, I worked at McDonald's when I was a kid. I love McDonald's. I'm, I'm a devotee of them and their service and what they do for training young kids. Big fan of them. But I think... What they need to do is wait till the Raiders score, score a try and then call Macca's power play has just happened. You've all got a free thing. I think that's what we need to do. Because maybe moment, they don't want to give away that free burgers. I think what they're making is 10 minutes in the game where we absolutely positively are not scoring tries. I, I truly believe it's a mozza. And it grinds my gears, Blake. It grinds my gears. You know what else grinds my gears? How much are you guys lay into Arnie J? G'day, Raiders fans. We had another good win on the weekend with a game looking like it was never in doubt with excellent performances across the park. So on to Manly this week. Manly looked like a weak forward pack against the Sharks to me and they will lose two more starting back rowers in Kelma Toonlungi and Josh Alloye through injuries this week. Um, So they've certainly got some injury concerns. So the good news is for us Raiders fans is that our forward pack has the opportunity to absolutely run rampant this week. Opposition teams score 54% of tries against Manly on their left-hand side defence, so everybody on our right should be lining up all game to score. Tommy Turbo is obviously not himself, so let's kick to the corners, find the grass and make him sprint as often as possible. The poor bloke can't stretch out and New South Wales would be mad to pick him in the origin. We need to target their six. It is a real weak spot in the team and just about all their attack goes through Cherry Evans. So our defence needs to keep a very close eye on him. Finally, Manly have been making a lot of errors. When we do get opportunities, keep pushing the ball out to our right and put grubbers in goals for Turbo to deal with. If we have similar stats this week as last week's game against Para, I am confident of another win on Sunday afternoon. Enjoy your footy this week and go, you green machine. There are, of course, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three.
There are so many reasons to be cheerful. Five in a row. It is. Look, you know, we look back to the time before the game against the Broncos and Jack White and Seinfeld Souths, and, and things were feeling pretty low. But really sometimes, were. you know, it's darkest just before the dawn. It really is. And I think back to um, when uh, Todd Carney was sacked, mm. you know, and, and the week he was sacked, then the, the following week, what happened? We played um, Penrith. We played Penrith. 74-12. And, and, and absolutely destroyed them on the back of um, Terry Campisi mm. taking over the side and taking full ownership. We'd always seen glimpses of Campo before then, but that was really his coming out. Mm. And mm. from then, you know, we went on, he had a, you know, unfortunately his career was sort of ended, cut short by injury, but really he had lost. some incredible, incredible seasons. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, we've, since Jack announced he was going, well, the whole season's turned around and, and things were looking bad at that point. But since then, it's nothing, been nothing but positive. You know, we've had Hudson Young, who is definitely one of our players. I'm sure a whole bunch of clubs would love mm-hmm. to sign, mm-hmm. recommit. You know, Corey Horsburgh, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal Fogarty playing the best football of his career. So, yeah, there's plenty to be positive and enthusiastic very, about. Very I think, positive look, enthusiastic. You'd have to say we're very strong favourites going into this game against Manly, which mm-hmm. does make me a little bit nervous because our very. record against Manly, you know, is crap. Is t- I think it's, yeah, we've it's won awful. six out of the last 20. But, as uh, our friend Danny Stewart pointed out to me, we're currently on a, a one-game winning streak. Mm. Yeah, we flogged them last year. Manly, so. yeah. I, my, my reason to be, um, it's all that stuff that you guys are speaking of and also some of the recruitment decisions, I guess, that we've made are starting to pay dividends. We've got a really good um, club culture at the moment. Yeah. Um, obviously, we wanted to re-sign Jack, but we're now re-signing some other players and some of the players that we've let go, um, you know, they're not necessarily going on to be amazing at other clubs you know i mean I, I wish josh hodgson the best i wish adam elliott the best and ryan sutton but they're not exactly lighting it up where raiders fans are thinking oh we missed out there so the, you'd have to think someone inside the club is making the right decisions and and building a whole nother generation of young players coming through um and on top of that um you know there's there's two clubs specifically that i'm sure our listeners, if they have friends of that are fans of those clubs, like to stick it in the boot with the Raiders fans, and they are Sharks fans mm-hmm. and Parramatta fans. They can't stand Ricky. Mm. So the fact that we've beaten the Sharks and now we just got one over the Eels, I'm really stoked yeah, to think it is good that Ricky Ricky gets one up against the clubs that like to stick it to him. You know, like because yeah. when we when we lose to those clubs, they, they stick just, it up him. They stick yeah. it up him oh, so hard. You know, Queenslanders hate him too. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, yeah. Anyway, look. One of the reasons to be cheerful, yeah, it's five in a row. Do you know if we get six in a row, it's the first time and will be only the second time we've got to six in a row in the Ricky uh, Stewart era as as coach. The only other time we've got past five in a row, and it wasn't 2019, it's 2016. Yeah, we had 10 in a row. row. row, Um, And and so actually the idea that we'd get a six in a row, it's just brilliant because you think when we were sitting there on one and four, and, you know, we're all crying and singing sad songs and, you know, starting yeah. to hack at each other. Now, all of a sudden, things have changed around and we're actually looking at... We're uh, smiling. Green Machine podcast. That wasn't <laughs> us. That was the, I think we're, different we're smiling. We're singing happy songs and we're still hacking at each other. Yeah. We're smiling. Yeah, yeah. We're so... Keep dancing. The Sunday's got this hat on. So shout out to Cheeseburgers and more. Again. Yeah, it was he a, wants free mackers. It was a junior burger and a quarter pound. <laughs> that quarter pound is a particularly good, but... To all be patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions. Don't bun. stop Who it. Who can just... beat that? No one. No one can beat that. Now, but here's the thing, right? Oh, we got a listener of the That's week. That's a Big Mac, by we the do. way. We do. Yeah, that is a Big Mac, not a quarter pounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a listener of the week. It's 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 happened again. Mm. It's a two-time listener of the week. Yeah. This award is only awarded to, well, award awarded to, um, the most dedicated and special listeners of the show. It really is. And... This week's two-time listener of the week is none other than Brad the Ripper himself. Brad the Ripper. Brad, the, he's a big unit. He he's is. A, talk about people you don't want to meet in the in a dark alley. He's a big unit. Brad Ripper's a big unit. But the reason I'm giving it to Brad the Ripper was because I saw him the other day. Actually, I didn't realize it was him when he was sort of walking away from me. But he's got a Raiders jersey, right? Mm. And on the back, he's got um, the number 56. Mm. And then above it, where you'd have like a player's name, he's got a, a jersey with Raiders by 56 on the back of his nice. jersey. Mm. I was like, that sort of dedication, I mean, you deserve to be listening to the Oh, look, and look. That could be listener of the year. I've, I've reached one. out to Brad a number of times because I, I want to hear a segment from him. I want to see what he'd come up with on his opinion piece. I, look, it won't be boring. It won't be boring. He's still thinking about it. Um, 
Blake and Matt stop wanting me to stop inviting people to do segments. I don't. I think this is a broad church, and I want to hear all the diverse opinions. Um, Brad, when you listen on your own there, podcast, on your this own. This is podcast. my own bloody podcast. I, I like the idea of that. Anyway, anyway, um, we do have merchandise. Yeah, they're flying. The shirts are flying out. Flying out. The you door. know, I've 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 realised pork t-shirt yet, mate? From no, rugby league. Merch. I com. almost did, but now I saw Corey Parker's team. I'm starting to think maybe Papa won't get picked. It's not that I don't want him to get picked. You know. Yeah, you do. But I think you'd be better for Papa. No, he loves would, McDonald's. I think it would. Be, I'm sure he does. I was I, I was in the McDonald's drive through one story. time. Told, we know you told us many times. Two big bags came through for two times. I'm sure. I thought it was. He's also told the story where it was KFC as well. So he changes up the story. It was always McDonald's. I never said KFC. I don't go in the drive through for KFC. Don't like the dirty bird. You get it delivered. Um, Shut up. But yeah, so the shirts, I've actually been wearing my Blake, Hawk, Heather, etc. cetera um, mm-hmm. shirt religiously on game day every day since we've been on the, the, the five. On the winning run. Yeah, so I've also been wearing my pork t-shirt. It. Well, there you go. The whole entire time. So, so it's been yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so buy yeah. some Black and the Pork merch and help the street. Continue. Help the street. Uh, you can also come into Lansby Records and get a Raiders by 56 beanie. You can't come in. you got to buy them online. You can the, pick it up, but you got to buy it online. They're selling fast. I'm sure they'll take money if you come in and take it here anyway. Coming up, we've got South Sydney next Saturday night. Now, everyone's saying that's a bad idea, but you understand that the, they're origin, be out. the yeah. origin team gets picked this week. So we'll lose Papa and the horse. Right? I don't think that the horse is guaranteed. The horse is gone, mate. It's guaranteed. He's going. We'll lose. He the might, most he likely the, one is Hudson the... Young. We'll I don't know. Hutto, Pup. We, might, we might lose all three. They well, might just pick horse but for they're the They're going to lose. But Cook, if, just a sec. If they if they pick Hudson Young and Corey Horsburgh for the for the squad, they can still come back and play. If that is part of the extended squad, they could still come back and potentially and play. And it's in Sydney, so. Yeah. It's but so they're looking, they're there. definitely lo- losing Damien Cook. They're definitely losing Cam Murray, um, Cam Murray, Dry Arrow maybe. Yeah, but I would say Luttrell. more likely Latrell definitely. I would say Campbell Graham. And Campbell Graham, Campbell Graham, yeah. they've got them losing there. So we could actually get them at a time when they're beatable. Then, and I hope you're all ready for this on Friday the second of June, eight p.m. at Campbelltown, all going to plan. Our captain, Jared Croker, will play his three hundredth game. Only the second Raider to get there. Everyone be better be ready for that. Blake and the Port convoy up the Hume Highway to that match. To make those hills green. Are we going to stop at McDonald's on the way? Absolutely, we are. There and back. Sutton Forest. <laughs> there and back. I might do Goulburn and Sutton Forest both ways. Okay? Yeah, it's going to happen both ways. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, uh, Raiders View with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And I'm Heather. And we'll talk at you again soon. Blake and the Pork.